Hello, hello. Hello. Welcome into episode eight of the podcast, <laughs> Adventures in New Music. Yeah, the, uh, the podcast where we investigate two brand new albums by artists we've never heard before and chat about them. Episode eight. So coming up on episode eight, we have got my pick, which is Deep Down Happy by Sports Team. Mercury nominated. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. It was this week, yeah. Mm. More Mercury chat later on in the show. Indeed. And uh, my choice, The Archer by Alexandra Saviour. If you would like to get in touch with the podcast, please do so. We're on Instagram at Adventures in New Music, and you can email the show at Adventures in New Music at gmail.com. And we've also got a website now where you can just go and um, find the podcast from all your sources, and it sort of streams the podcast when you're. Anyway, it's uh, Adventures in New Music.com. Keep your eye out for extra little features and extra little things going up, popping up on the website from time to time. So, on with the show. Would you like some spider-related banter? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, where I record this podcast in my little garage-cum-studio, there's a couple of massive spiders, right. which I've taken to calling George and Ringo. <laughs> and they're huge, and they just sit behind me in the corner, right? And strange things happen because when I was teaching in here the other day, I got rid of them and I threw them out the threw them out the shed, released them in the garden. Next morning, they're back in. And I'm convinced it's the same too, sat in the same place. So I've done it again. I took them out after teaching, put them out, and they're, they're back here now. Little George and Ringo. Not so little George and Ringo. How are they getting in? They've got their own door? Must be getting in an event. They've got to be getting in an event. That's all I can okay. think. Came in through the bathroom window, maybe? That was a Beatles-related... Um... Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying trying too hard to come back with another, another pun. What else is there? Uh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Send your Beatles <laughs> spider-related puns to adventuresinnewmusic at gmail.com. Oh, please. Um, please should we move do. on? I've got to be honest. I thought that segment was going to be a bit better. What have you been listening to? Well, funnily enough, there's a couple of things that I just wanted to bring up that I've been listening to. Mm. Um, first of all, I've been watching a program uh, called Defending Jacob. I don't know if you've heard of it. I haven't. It's, um, oh, it's quite good. It's Chris Evans, not the DJ. Um, <laughs> and he plays like a sort of um, attorney in, um, in America. And his son get accused, uh, gets accused of murder. And it's that hence Defending Jacob. Anyway, it's really, really good. I'll put that out there as a TV recommendation. It's thoroughly enjoyable, a um, bit depressing. However, when it finishes, when the series finishes, there's a national song on, which I'd never heard before, um, and it's an outtake from High Violet. It's on the new uh, expanded edition, the 10-year anniversary, called You Were a Kindness. Oh, that's a brilliant song. Oh, it's amazing. Mm. I can't believe I'd never heard it. Well, this is the thing with the national. They bang out a lot of extra stuff here and there and I went through a little phase of collecting well not collecting but just discovering these songs and I discovered my my favourite national song uh, which is called Think You Can Wait right and it's it's beautiful and it's from uh, a film that I've never seen before called Win Win and uh, I don't know I have no real intention of seeing the film it might be great I don't know but the song is absolutely amazing check it out anyway I've interrupted your listening pleasures this week crack on no, so so there's that which I sort of um, discovered. Uh, I'm a bit lazy when it comes to stuff like that with the national, like you know, 
one of my favourite bands. However, um, I will not go and seek out extra songs <laughs> unless I stumble across them. Also, I've been um, listening to Punisher by Phoebe Bridges. Nice. Uh, I haven't heard that um, yet. How is it? Debut solo album. Really, really good. Really, really good. I recommend giving that a, a good listen. It's top. It's excellent. Nice one. Top track is Saviour Complex. For your information, um, I've been listening to um, so a mate of mine, Dave, who got in touch after listening to the podcast. Actually, said uh, told me to check out a guy called Samuel Nicholson, who who doesn't have anything out this year, but he wanted me to um, check out a cover that he'd, he'd videoed of um, "Lady Matador" by Gabby Garbutt, which is uh, which is a beautiful uh, track, and um, and the cover that he does on it is is excellent. He's a really proficient guitarist looping himself and he's got a lovely voice this guy so samuel nicholson um with his with his just one of those self-taped videos on facebook that was really good i also was just looking around new stuff and saw that poppy uh had released a single uh a cover of all the things she said by tattoo by tattoo (laughs) yeah now i Good uh, Lord. God, I don't know when that song came out, 2001, 2002, something like that. And Poppy, we we talk, we listened to earlier in the year, her album, um, I can't remember what it's uh, called. This, this, disagree. Dis- I, I disagree. disagree, that's it. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, we listened to that earlier this year as part of this project, and it's not, you know, not podcasted it or anything, but it's a really interesting album, quite good fun. And she's just totally... I uh, like it, it's very fun. It's yeah. loads of fun. She, um, she totally rocked up that song, all, all the things she said by Tattoo, which was a fairly kind of like... Really? Relatively rocking Russian pop yeah, song yeah. At, at the time anyway. And, and, but she's, she's added a bit more to it. Yeah, it's good fun. I'll say that much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that out. Yeah, do check that out. But I've also been listening to uh, an album called Vespertine by This Will Destroy You. Have you heard of them? Yes, I feel like I have, but I can't picture why. They're a band that I really like, and I've liked them for years, and I've got, I think, most of the other stuff they've released. And it's, it's post-rock. There's no singing on it. And, and um, you know, relatively guitar-y at times, a little bit explosions in the sky kind of post-rock, a little bit Seeger Ross in a way. Um, but they've got a new album out, Vespertine, this year, and the track listing is awesome. It's seven tracks long. It's 59 minutes. It's one of the most relaxing sort of put it on on headphones and just the whole world falls away and you're just in that in that moment listening to it and it's brilliant. But the track listing is track one, building, track two, entrance, track three, kitchen, track four, rooftop, track five, dining room, track six, exit, and track seven, garden. And it's like, I, like this, it. I don't know what it means, but I quite like that. But it's a really, really great album and it's... um. I've been listening to that a lot this week. Highly recommend. That sounds cool. Do you think the uh, had a hidden track idea is like extension or <laughs> scullery, or conservatory, <laughs> scullery? <laughs> I like it. Maybe. Shall we get into some new music? Let's do it. Uh, Andy, do you want to tell us what you picked this week for your album of the week? So I've gone for The Archer by Alexandra Saviour. What 
what can I tell you about Alexandra Savia? She just turned 25. She's from Portland, Oregon. She's had one album out uh, back in 2017. That was called Belladonna of Sadness. And it was co-produced and co-written with, and I only found this out yesterday, with Alex Turner from Arctic Monkeys and Last Shadow Puppets. And mm-hmm. he actually put out one of the songs from the album. He covered it and put it on uh, the Last Shadow Puppets album of 2016 when he was sort of midway through working on the album. Um, how would I describe this music? The first song I heard of him on, on this was Soft Currents, which is the opening track, which is piano-led, quite wistful, quite gentle song with a really great melody running through it, especially in the chorus. I think it really hooks there and i thought well i'm into this as a song it's just a beautifully crafted song and i kind of expected Mm. the whole album to be like this so that was the song that you'd heard then yeah that's interesting and then you bang it on and track two save your grace comes in like a bond theme and it's like whoa it's a bit of a shock in it yeah it's a bit of a shock yeah i mean i i i'd put i'd put like saving grace my exact notes here you go into Saving Grace track two, and it sounds like Bond done on a budget. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've, we've, you know we've what I mean? got a Bond reference there, but yeah, it's absolutely, it's absolutely true. I feel like it is it just the whole album actually follows in that vein a little bit. I think it's very cinematic. It sounds like it's been pulled out of a Quentin Tarantino film. A lot of it. it's just properly in there. What have I just said? Everything you're about to say? I've got nothing. I've got nothing. <laughs> what do you mean? It's just I'm just sat here going tick 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 cinematic yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm obviously covering some of your points, so let's uh, let's let's hand over no, to no, you. No, you're all right. Let's no, hand no. over, mate. No, I don't no. want to hog the mic. Let's. Uh, so, what do you think Not of it? What were your kind of touchstones and and reference points for this album? Well, it's kind of yeah. It's like you say. It's interesting. I'm interested to hear that "Soft Currents" was the song that you heard because it's it's a gorgeous song. It starts the album perfectly. Um, you've got this beautiful piano. You get this, again. We talked about Christian Lee Hudson, where you could hear on the production. You could hear last week. You could hear like the fret and everything. And on this, you can hear the the piano buzzing and vibrating and setting off all the other instruments in the room. Really, really cool. Um, it's kind of heartbreaking. The lyrics. It's it's really sad. You know, some some of the lyrics. You know, the the, the very very sad lyrics. Very heartbreaking lyrics but also i think it's sort of got that little bit of acceptance in there as well like the 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 lyric um my fate is at the hands of my mistakes but that's all right do you know what i mean it's like sort of Mm -hmm. there's a lot of sadness and heartbreak in the lyrics but also sort of you know accepting it it's a gorgeous song and then like you say go straight into the second one and you get this sort of movie movie soundtrack almost in in the second one which is saving grace um and it, it, you know, the album just sort of just sort of kicks on from there, doesn't it? It does really, and I think there's there's big songs everywhere. Crying all the time, I think is is a massive song. I think I put that on uh, last night after watching an episode of Killing Eve. I put this on when I was emptying the dishwasher, and and it was like, whoa! Have, have you have you watched any Killing Eve? By the way, watched the first series. Oh man, the whole thing is brilliant. Get it, get it all watched. But um, yeah, it felt like that these songs were on the Killing Eve soundtrack somewhere. It was that kind of, uh, it's got that, that kind of Western twang to a lot of the guitar. Yeah. And yeah, um, 
lots of space within the tracks, a lot of sw- sort of, I don't want to say the word swagger because that's not the right. But no, I tell you, I don't swing, you mean those. You know, that yeah. kind of swing to the yeah. beat. It's really, it's really, really cool. And um, I was convinced some of these tracks were on 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 Killing Eve because they're also really dark. They're also really mm. menacing kind of tracks. They never get very loud. They're they're pretty cool, but it's just got that menace to it. Um, it's very hard to describe. You you gotta go out and listen to this album. I think it's a fascinating. It's good, isn't album. it? Yeah, it's got a sort of sixties feel to it. Some somehow as well, a little bit of Nancy Sinatra, some of that stuff. See, I really, I've really, really enjoyed this album this week. I've listened to it a lot. I've really, really enjoyed it. I found out about the Alex Turner connection quite early on in the week. Oh, when did I was you? Just sort of doing a bit of doing a bit of googling. I actually read a review in the NME um, with uh, Alexandra talking about this album, and um, I mean, she's only young, but crikey, that the last the, the the debut album that she had. The one that Alex Turner co-wrote and produced. Mm. I mean, imagine sort of that. That's 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 massive. And and mm. I think when you when you hear these songs or when you hear the songs, say uh, track two onwards, it may to me they could be Last Shadow Puppet songs. Yeah. You know, swap her voice for Alex Turner's and Miles Kane, and it's an it's a Last Shadow Puppet song. And yeah. I mean that in instrumentation, song structures, production. Mm-hmm. You know, it would work perfectly well. But it sounds like she's been through a bit of a tough time. So the first album came out, um, co-written, produced by Alex Turner. Don't think it did particularly well. And as uh, since then, she's been dropped by a label, dropped by a management. She's had some severe heartbreak in her life. Mm. And this album is all sort of, you know, her coming to terms with that. In the interview that I read in The Enemy, um, she actually said that each song on the album represents a different emotional state and said that this album was like, stages of a grieving process to her oh, wow. which i think was okay. really cool but it also to me that it, that then made even more sense about the shifting pitch from you know mm-hmm. soft currents you got that nice opening then going into these other songs it's it, you know it's it's exactly that it's every song is a, diff, a different emotional state and that really i really like that i love the way the album's constructed i love the way the songs are constructed it, it feels like the instrumentation is it's like it's done um, as a painting from the canvas up so you've Ooh, got these nice. sort of, you've got the, the drums sound so authentic. It sounds to me like they've been covered in towels to get that sort of <laughs> old 60s sound to them. You've got the bass lines are amazing, like crying oh, big, all the time. Big Send shout out the, to the bassist. Oh, he's unbelievable. Uh, stunning bass work on this album. I, I wanted to get that in early. Yeah. Sorry I interrupted yeah. you there, but I got excited. I mean, I put bass lines throughout the album are constantly driving the album but mm-hmm. for me that the highlights if you're a bass player you must listen to crying all the time send her back and the phantom because the bass work is stunning on them yeah it's so good it's like they're, they're absolutely driving them they really are um and it's it's all the textures the guitars adding the color there you know you've got like mm-hmm. like I say the drums have got the vintage sound the bass the guitars adding the color her voice is stunning it's gorgeous and it just mm-hmm. it just comes to comes together like pieces pieces of a jigsaw or like a painting. It's just it works perfectly. Yeah, agreed. It's a it's a huge thumbs up. Mm-hmm. No, I it, I'll be honest. I started quite slowly with this album. You, you know, getting into soft currents, then sort of being. I think that's a terrible thing. You know, you, you it, it. I was expecting it to be a, a kind of slower, gentler, maybe more traditional piano folk kind of album. And so yeah. when it when it wasn't, I was like, okay. All uh, right, I'm going to have to give this more of a lis- listen than I than I thought I was going to originally, and 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 just p- 
put it on headphones and really concentrate on it, which is which is terrible. What was my intention before? But it was it was really worth it. You just bang it on, and some of these songs actually sound really huge as well. It's not there's no yeah. there's a bit of synth in there. There's 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 some some tracks that have a bit of synth, um, but but largely really you know traditional instruments and oh man they 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 conjure up some some amazing sounds and and the, your point about the guitar as well it it just adds so much little passages of guitar little high notes there's not a huge amount of mm. chord playing or filling in the sound they they have everything the guitarist plays has a real role to play in each of these tracks and and as you say i think just every instrument has has done that and created uh, this bigger than the sum of its parts type album, yeah. I think. Yeah. I enjoyed uh, the way I I felt, you, you can say if you feel this too, but the way it sort of winds down this album. So from Bad Disease, which is track after The Phantom, Bad Disease, then But You, and then The Archer. It's like a pattern, proper yeah. slowdown. Mm. And um, by the end, The Archer, I think, you know, with the tambourine. And, and that's moved into kind of more sparse arrangement as well. So it's almost like a like they've done that thing. She's done that thing, uh, Alexandra Saviour, of bookending the album with a great opener and a great ender, like um, like we've talked about with uh, Christian Lee Hudson and, and yeah. other people. And The Archer really reminded me of, of something like Fairport Convention with a little bit more of that, I don't know, that kind of wailing angst and and energy i just i just love this whole album from start to finish and the more i've it's listened great. to it the more i've wanted to listen to it and i just put it on all the yeah. time now and I, yeah I, I'm, I'm really pleased that i chose it even though it wasn't what i expected it to be yeah i must direct you to um i don't know if you've seen any live videos of her at all no i haven't no right i must direct you to live from pace studios the the little session that they do it's um little basement uh studio in new york um and they have bands on there funnily enough um i watched this i watched her performance and then the next one up was the next band we're going to talk about um but uh it's brilliant it's so so good and she's in there with the full band and she opens up with soft currents but done with her playing guitar rather than piano Oh, nice. How'd that sound? Re- oh, great. Really, really good. Really good. So I would definitely um, direct you to that. Um, and she just comes across as such a nice person as well. Does she? It's like little, in- little interviews in between. And yeah, just comes across as lovely. Really, really nice. Um, Favourite songs from the album? Um, uh, I, it's hard, you know, because there's that many good ones. Um, I think, I think Saving Grace is massive. I think Crying All The Time is is uh is possibly like a step up even it's it's yeah. it's catchy it's really catchy there's one that starts with the descending bass riff the phantom um and it, that that bass riff caught my ear straight away as being uh very similar to um big in japan by tom waits which is the opening track on mule variations which funnily enough we mentioned last week anyway not particularly relevant but it caught my ear and then the guitar work in between it that's an amazing track as well the phantom um yeah, yeah i'd say those three are, are kind of my favorites they coin slightly different sounds and feels i think i mean the album is massively cohesive it works as a, as a piece from start to finish um, so I would say listen to the whole thing. But I think a perfect example of that is my the two favourite songs that I've um, written down here are the two that you haven't mentioned. So we've we've kind of covered half of the album mm. with 
picking favourite songs. My my standout track, and you're right, they're all they all are brilliant. So it's quite a tough choice. But uh, send her back is mine. Um, mm-hmm. I love like the sort of the horns blazing on it. You got that doom, oh, that's bad really, out, yeah, yeah. like really cool horns. Dead heavy beats, like the, yeah, the drums yeah. just sound wicked, sort of fat beats. It sounds um, like it, there's a song from the nineties that sounds like, and I was like, "What is it?" It's it's like a, it's got a DJ scratching in it, um, <laughs> like a good song from the nineties, not like Five again. Um, I can't think what it is, but I'll think on that. Think on that, right? I'll, yeah, whatever. Uh, I also think that a good place to start is probably Howl. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good you know good good song to start with. Yeah, I think that was a, a single or a pre-release. Yeah, I've got a well. feeling it. Yeah, I've got a feeling it was. Yeah, um, but I mean the whole thing is is it's a stunning album. It's a great mm. album, and it's thirty really, minutes really long. Good. So you know if you're gonna listen to one track, just bang the whole thing on. Enjoy it. You yeah. will. Ten tracks, yeah. thirty minutes. That's a great ratio. Just get get involved with this album. I think she's done an amazing bit of work. Absolutely. I agree. Great choice, Andy. Really, really enjoyed that. Thank you very much, Christopher. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. Should we move on? Crack straight on to album number two. So, um, this week they announced the shortlist for the 2020... 2020? Yeah. Yeah, that's where we are, mate. Yeah, 2020. Mercury Prize. It's the first time in a long time where I feel like I know more of the artists than I don't know. Yeah, totally. And that's thanks to this project, I think. What do you think of the list? It's a strong list, isn't it? Should we should we go down the list then, first of all? So Let's do it. The, uh, in, in, no, in no particular order, the nominated albums for the um, Mercury Prize for this year is Anna Meredith with Fibs, which was actually one of our albums in 2019. Mm. Uh, Charlie XCX, How I'm Feeling Now. Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia. Uh, Georgia, Seeking Thrills. Kano. Hoodies All Summer, Lanterns on the Lake, Spook the Herd, Laura Marling, Song for Our Daughter, Michael Kuanuka with his self-titled album, Kuanuka, Moses Boyd, Dark Matter, Porridge Radio, Every Bad, Sports Team Deep Down Happy, which you're about to hear what we think of coming up in the pod, and Stormzy, Heavy Is The Head. It's a pretty strong list, eh? Yeah, yeah, I love how you read that. Like, um, you just reminded me of the Grand National, you know, yeah. when, when they're running, running down the horses and riders. Yeah, good list. I, um, I'm familiar with, as I said, more of these than I normally am. Anna Meredith. Yeah. Uh, that was. I remember thinking that was quite a tough listen. It's sort of perfect for the Mercury Prize, really, isn't it? Like a deeply electronic, complex album yeah i seem to remember enjoying that a lot more than you yeah <laughs> yeah possibly very good though yeah very very good it was chaotic i remember that have you got any um any standing out any do you want to bang any tips out there who do you think out looking at that who do you think is going to win i mean the, the bookie's favorite mm. is michael kuanuka is it this is like his third nomination isn't it yeah i think that he would have cause to be quite upset if he didn't win it it's an outstanding album really? Kuanuka is absolutely outstanding, um, but it, I mean, it is. It's very, very strong. It's a very, very strong list. Mm. Porridge Radio on there, who we talked about in episode something some time ago. Four. Yes, yes. There's a couple of other potential albums on there which we may well get around to reviewing. Mm. Um, Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia. You like that one, don't you? Personally, probably my favourite album of the year so far. Ooh. Really, really like that. So, I mean, to be honest, I think you could really 
put a, put a case forward for most of them. Yeah, I mean, Laura Marlin's someone, you know, I, I guess a lot of people are aware of her. I've, I remember getting the first album and just being blown away and, and every release since. I think she's absolutely amazing. She hasn't won it before, has she? No, I don't think so. She has been nominated yeah, for it, hasn't she's she? she's definitely been nominated. I'm sure she has. It feels like Stormy, Stormzy's too... I mean, he's probably the most mainstream out of the lot. Mm. Oh, well, Dua Lipa, Stormzy. Mm. It feels like they probably won't get it because of how the Mercury goes. But then again, I don't know. You never know. I like the way the Mercury sort of ties itself in knots with... Um, yeah, it really does, with, doesn't like, it? like, we're so cool, we're not cool. Who knows? Who knows indeed? Who knows indeed? <laughs> And what about this new Taylor Swift album then? Let's move on to that. Oh, yeah. Well, that was... Uh, well, who 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 seen this one come in? Absolutely mm. unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, got Taylor Swift album with... I mean, the list of collaborators on that album. That's unreal. Just, it's just obscene, isn't it, really? I first heard about it because I, I follow Aaron Dessner, or we follow Aaron Dessner from The National on uh, Instagram. Insta- on, on the gram. And, um, you know, you hear about this album the day before it's released. I mean, you have to be in some position as an artist to be able to do that and just drop it. Well, have you heard this? Apparently her label only found out six hours before it was released. I mean, you've got to have some clout as an artist, as a pop artist to be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible, really. She's the new Radiohead, really, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What I mean, the the list of the collaborators on on the album, you've got. I mean, you, you've pretty you've got three of the national involved, mm-hmm. haven't you? You've got the two uh, Des and the Brothers. You've got uh, Brian, the drummer, mm-hmm. that programs drums on one of the tracks. You've got um, your man from Bonnie Light Horseman pops up. Um, Bonnie Ver mm-hmm. sings on on Ex- Exile. Yeah, that's a great track as well. That one. Oh, it's brilliant. I reckon I've listened, listened to that track. Must have listened to it in the twenties this week. Wow. Must have listened to it. I've listened to it so many times. It's, it's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful song. Um, but the album's great. Isn't it? It's really good. I just love. They've got that national feeling to it, or, or at least that sort of darker, maybe more indie feeling to it. It lends itself to pop in a way that I didn't really expect as well. But then you kind of look at Taylor Swift's songwriting, and, and she's just a great songwriter. And if you transpose that from a pop backing to something yeah. more like the last national album is it's going to translate well because it's 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 just it's two strong things coming together and it just i think it just sounds great really good album just to yeah. have on and it is good isn't it yourself it is in. good mm. i think standout tracks for me um track three last great american dynasty mm-hmm. dynasty uh, exile obviously is mm-hmm. is brilliant and i love uh betty track 14 that's the one with um, Josh Kaufman from Bonnie Light Horseman on. I thought Mad Woman was great, track 12, and uh, Illicit Affairs as well, track 10. I thought that was a fantastic song. Yeah, It's a great album. There's a lot in there. Long album. It is, isn't it? Hour and four minutes, it is. 16 tracks. Well worth a listen. Thoroughly good Absolutely. work, everyone. Well done. Absolutely. Well done, Taylor. Well <laughs> done. Didn't see that coming. Did not see that coming. <laughs> well, she'll be listening. She'll be pleased with this. Yeah, we'll tag her. Yeah, yeah. Big time. So, Chris, what was your album of the week? So, my album of the week was Deep Down Happy by Sports Team. The 
This is their debut album, released on the 6th of June on Island Records, produced by Burke Reed, who's got quite an eclectic mix uh, of back catalogue. He's previously worked with DZ Death Rays, Rolling Blackout's Coastal Fever, who, if you haven't checked out their last album, which was out a couple of months ago, please do, because it's an absolute belter. Um, Andy, had you heard of Sports Team before this week? No, no, not at all. Well, no, I'd only come across them a couple of weeks ago, which is quite amazing because this album, as we record, is currently sat at number two in the album charts. What, in it, like UK album charts? Correct. It's only been kept off number one by <laughs> Lady Gaga. Oh, and also, Gaga. And also this week, more importantly, and even bigger than being a number two album, um, the drummer uh, was on the, uh, the BBC <laughs> on Football Focus predicting football scores against Mark Lawrenson on Saturday. Oh, wow. How'd they get on? I don't know. I didn't follow up with the scores, but, <laughs> you know, she looked like she knew what she was talking about. Um, so the band, bit of background on the band, they met at Cambridge University. Um, they definitely, if you're reading interviews um, and listen to the lyrics, they definitely do not shy away from their middle-class upbringing and privilege. Um, <laughs> you can definitely hear that in the lyrics and the interviews. Uh I, I definitely think this album, it's full of raw energy from the start. It's an album which I think is at its best when played loud. What did you think of it? Yeah, I, I it kicked off uh, pretty loud. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, all right. Ooh. And, it, and it's actually a great kind of opener. It's not like Wasted Shirt where it begins with like a scream, but it comes in and he's just like yelling and the guitar comes straight really in nice. with the vocals though. Oh, I yeah, can't totally. remember last time I heard that, that. That knocked me back a little bit because it's the first time it's like bang, vocal, everything's in. Yeah, it was really, really effective actually because initially I was like, oh no, this is this is one of those albums where it, there's a spoken word almost rant over some some kind of angry punk and then actually it's not that at all this really reminded me of uh kind of early blur stuff in a in a in a funny way yes. a lot of that sort of damon albarn with his, his effectively delivering a monologue in every track just going bang 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 yeah. bang here's what i think about this and this and this and and manages to style it out in a way that really sort of interplays with the music beautifully so staggering his lyrics here and there to fit with what yeah. the drums are doing and very very clever stuff i and, mean it's um, it, musically it's not anything we haven't heard before right i mean i i, I put exactly the same it's early it's, it's modern life is rubbish rubbish yeah. blur for me um it's definitely sort of harking back to brit pop there's a little bit of pulp in there i thought especially mm -hmm. like you've know, got some synthy bits to it mm -hmm. little bit of pulp bit strokes yeah little bit strokes lead singer alex rice if you watch any videos i mean i came across this i saw the um video to um fishing is where i came across this mm -hmm. and i mean the guy's got the swagger of mick jagger but kind of the, the delivery of marky e. smith you know what i mean <laughs> it's like it's it's um which is quite a mix um <laughs> it's better that way around than the other yeah well yeah absolutely flipping heck. um but yeah it, it's musically it's nothing we haven't heard before but that's not to say that it's not done really well and it, it's very clever in its delivery um the first track um lander it definitely sort of acts as a statement of intent it's, it's straight in there raw energies you know the, the, the sort of the vocals kicking in um the, i mean the album as a whole as much as i'm sort of giving it praise now i really wasn't sure about it at first it the first listen to it, I sort of the first three songs really sort of grabbed me, and I thought this is great. And it reminded me a little bit, in the same way as it's come from nowhere. It reminded me a little bit of Fontaine's DC from last yeah, yeah. year, mm -hmm. where it's like it's almost a sense of a band 
sort of coming from nowhere and then the, all of a sudden the massive mm-hmm. but it's just something about it it just as the album went on the first couple of listens it just got it just felt really samey and it, it mm-hmm. didn't it didn't quite it what straight didn't grab me straight away but as the week's gone on and on the more listens i've had the more it's really grown on me and i i think this is a i think it's a belting album i really do i'll agree with that and i think uh, i agree with your it didn't grab me initially as well because I was listening to it and I did feel exactly like that. It was very samey and it was quite hard to distinguish one track from another. I made a note as uh, uh, on on the song "Long Hot Summer." It stands out as a good song with singing, and and it was like the, one of the first points in the album where there's, there's someone actually singing. And and I thought, well, this is this is this is going to break the album up for me now. I'll be able to listen yeah. to it differently. Um, what I always do when I'm struggling a little bit to get into an album or, or kind of differentiate between tracks i always shuffle it which is uh you know oh, maybe a little idea. bit of a cop out but it's like right can i if i pick up on something in a different order maybe i'll maybe i'll get into it differently and and you know what i, I did that and i was out i just popped to the shops earlier and i had it on and i put it on shuffle as well and just picked out a few things when i was listening to it then and one of the things i think is really quite outstanding about this album is the humor in it and i don't just mean in um in the vocal yeah. but how playful all the instruments are with one another and there's there's a huge amount of kind of punk reference points and things like that and as a, as i said the strokes reference points and the garage rock stuff some real brit pop riffs definitely a lot of blur in there but it's just a really playful upbeat album it's it's meant to be played loud it's a hell of a lot of fun but yeah. now going back to the lyrics, some of them are just really funny. Yeah. Like talking like here's the thing. I think that's a great um a great song lyrically. Yeah. Just banging out just sort of modern catchphrases one after the other and sort of commenting on them like football's coming over and just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of nonsense yeah, like yeah. that. And uh, yeah, I I found that really entertaining. Yeah, I mean th- lyrically it, there's some real nice wordplay going on. There's some really funny lyrics. Um, I I particularly like that there's a bit in the opening track, Lander, when he says, um, I could become a doctor. Uh, the ambulances don't run anymore, but it's okay. You can get an Uber there for £4.55. And if you can't afford that, well, it only really hurts so it, when it rains. So arthritis probably. I've done it no justice in my delivery, but do you know what I mean? It's it's packed full of stuff like that, which is is just really funny. And it's when you when you sometimes when you read the lyrics when they're put down, it's like that's really funny. There's a bit. My favourite lyric of the whole album is on the second track. Here it comes again, uh, when he's talking about like a badly British burnt neck and all those sort of things. And he says, um, "Like a one-two and a check." (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It just tickled me. I just really like that. It's really nice. But even in that song as well. Um, in that second song, you're talking about like sort of the humour with it. Um, that's the one when the old when the song ends and he said he sings like very near now with a bang and there's a bit of a pause and when he says bang the song ends doesn't it? It's yeah. you know, it's just that little like sort of comical. There's, there's little bits that make me laugh out loud when I listen to this album. Yeah, it just put a smile on my face in a good way. You know, they sound like a band who are enjoying themselves and having a good time. I think, yeah, I think. Um, the song Kutcher stands out for me. Um, I was like, that's a pretty dated pop reference. Like, yes. Basically, the song is about being on punked. 
and uh, I yeah. looked it up, and Ashton Kutcher was the um, host of Punked from 2003 to 2007. So, so it's quite a long time ago. But then it, yeah. it's just a really I- funny song, and about being like, I wanted to be the Ashton Kutcher to your Demi Moore, and then. But they're not together anymore, and he delivers it with such kind of comedy sadness. (laughs) It's like, yeah, yeah. I I actually think that that's the weak point of the album. That song, it's just that song feels a bit throwaway. And I've got to be honest. Now I've sort of lived with the album. Now I've been listening to it. That usually gets a skip. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's a bit of a gag track. You kind of imagine that might be one of the first tracks that 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 made it past that first bin off some of our early songs. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so, oh, we'll just chuck it in. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really sort of, I quite, I've quite warmed to the band over this week as well. Um, just like sort of, I, I like through the music. I think the music is excellent. I think the we went, we were saying before, early blur. Now, one thing for me that really makes it, it makes it feel like early blur is the guitar work. There's mm-hmm. um, Camel Crew, there's the solo in Camel Crew, which it comes quite late, but to me, just sounds like Graham Coxon. It's pure Coxon. Yeah, it's not sort of, it's not doing anything massively fancy, but the effects are brilliant and it's mm-hmm. dead subtly clever uh, what it's just doing. Just the note and choices and, and, and th- the, yeah, that's uh, it. The intervals, like every, everything about yeah. it just could be him. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, credit to him as being a, a massively distinctive guitarist that you can say things like that and, and, and you know, you can hear Graham Coxon when it's Graham Coxon, but the, whoever's playing guitar in this band has, has absolutely nailed that as well. And again, um, like we said about the uh, the previous album, Alexander Saviour, uh, it's a it's a great album for bass players. Yes, yeah, yeah, massive. The bass lines are fantastic. Riffs everywhere. Yeah, really, 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 really good riffs. Um, but oh yeah, overall, just like a fantastic, fantastic, uh, fantastic album. And like I said, the thing that I like about the band is if you check out any videos live, they look like it goes off live. They look mm-hmm. phenomenal. Lead singers all over the place, and like he's got his sort of flailing Mick Jagger arms going on, and you know it looks like that's a show that I want to be at. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they do that rare thing of pulling off a band where they all look completely individual. Uh-huh. But look like a band. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, like Joy cool Division way, were very yeah. good at that, and and, it, and and the thing to do that is it's got to be done effortlessly. You can't if you're mm-hmm. trying too hard, you just get found out by doing that. Yeah. And it, they just they look great. I mean, there's talk before about that live from the the Paste Studio and how they've got a session up there as well, a sports team. And like you look at like the lead singers got on these like sort of smart pants, but then sneakers and like a t-shirt tucked in, and he's like really tall and slim, you know, really cool, like sort of rock and roll star. And then you've got the keyboard player, and he's there with like he's got some shades on. Which do you remember them like ninety nine p shades you get from like Esso garages if you like filled up your car, <laughs> like with uh, sort of a mirror metallic sort of mirror image on him, uh, and like a fake Tommy Hilfinger blooming t-shirt, and, and it's just. <laughs> But it works. They look cool. They look really, really good. Um, and yeah, I just think they've got it all going on. They've got the whole package going on, and you can see why they, you know, they've they've become as big as they currently are, and and, and I'm sure even bigger. I imagine as, as they go, they go on. They look actually like they've done it in, in a DIY approach, similar to Istis, who we were talking about a couple of couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. 
they've they've built it up you know like the stories online of them uh like playing playing shows and then inviting the whole crowd to the pub next door and they'd all just go and have drinks <laughs> with the fans and and you know doing crazy stuff like that um just it's just a way of building up the fan base and then gradually getting to bigger mm-hmm. and bigger venues and they've you know they've they've done that in London. Um, interestingly enough, we talked about Istis doing it in Manchester and I wonder have we got our current Oasis Blur vibe going on? <laughs> the Manchester, Ooh. the Manchester band and the Southern band, you know. Oh, I'd like to think they'd be more supportive of each other these days, you know, just you know help each other along. Yeah, but I think. Um, in conclusion, I, I really, really like this album. I thought it was I thought it was a great album. I also, there's something about it, I just, all the way through when listening to it, I just thought, do you know what? 16-year-old me would have loved this, would have been absolutely yeah. all over it. No, completely. Um, I think there's a lot there. There's so much going on. I, I was, you, you remember when we kind of like, we hammered Porridge Radio a little bit back in episode three for having very few lyrics, but, you know, she did that thing where she was, she was really... yeah making each lyric meaningful by 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 repeating it this guy has got so many lyrics it's just it's unbelievable that he kind of has a head for him i just thought it was fascinating that he can just rattle off these huge huge songs really and and with feeling it's like in that first chorus when he's like whoa (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's just really funny i would love to see it live yeah, I would. I'd love to see it live. And and like watching them on stage, I feel like the album's almost been recorded live, like yeah. um Rage Against the Machine. Exactly the example I was gonna use. Rage Against <laughs> oh, really? the Machine on the on the Sound City documentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where it literally down to the fact they've got the mates sat in the live room yeah, with cans yeah. and the, you know, they're performing the album, they've got that sort of raw raw energy. And it feels like this, you know, it feels like the singer is only on ten. I mean, you, you see him on this pace studio session and he's all over the place and they're just like, they're just doing a session in the studio, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, you get that through the, you get that through the, through the, the sound of the, of the record. Yeah. Credit to the producer for capturing that. Cause uh, I think they've actually nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, I didn't think you were going to like this album. I've held this back a couple of weeks, this oh. album. Why? I don't know. I just thought I just thought you weren't going to like it. I was, I'd kind of convinced myself that you wouldn't like it, but there you go. Wrong. Why? Is You're it because it's really upbeat and, and nice and jolly and funny? No, just... Um, I don't know. There's something... Is I it because it's just... warm and friendly? I don't know. I think... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, I think maybe this is a positive because I think that our musical tastes are slightly changing and it's not quite as black and white now as me sort of listening to an album and going, I think you'll like this or I think you won't. For example, I thought you'd really like this, this, and you weren't as fussed on it as I was. And you know mm. what I mean? It's not. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm a complex fellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, would you recommend this to people, this album? Ah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's um, it's it's an album that... I, I, I don't feel like it has hidden depth and that might be my criticism of it. My one criticism of it. It doesn't, I don't feel like you're going to listen to this at a time when you're like, you know, you're on, you're on a downer or you're, um, no, where you need a bit of comfort in music. You're going to listen to this when you got everyone round and you're like, chatting in oh. the parties you know oh mate this is an album to bang on when you are getting ready for a night out and you're having a can in the shower and <laughs> do you know what i mean 
<laughs> oh, think think days. back to 20 years ago when we, you know. Um, oh, it's sad. But, but do you know what I mean? You put this album yeah. on and you're getting pumped up for a night out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. So I guess if I do have a criticism of it, it's that I don't go out anymore. So I haven't got, yeah. a, <laughs> I haven't got a lot of occasions to no. put this on. But still, thoroughly enjoyable. And I can put myself there mentally and enjoy this album. And uh, yeah. I, think, I think anyone could. Do you have a standout track? Uh, I think here's the thing, because it, it makes me laugh, because his delivery is, is so yeah. dramatic and sort of hilarious. And he, every time he says, here's the thing, he, he he sounds like someone, because that's the kind of recurring motif in the lyrics. It's like, then here's the thing. It's like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, kind of, he's coming back to his point again. And it sounds like someone who's getting slightly more and more kind of into his point and into what he's saying. And, it, and yeah, it just, yeah. I just find it entertaining. And I think given that that's really what this album is out to do is to to entertain, I feel like that is, is one of the most entertaining tracks on it. What about you? And so, so well, so it brings me on nicely to my favorite. My favorite was Camel Crew. Um, I've, oh, I, I love said the before, lyrics on that. That's funny. yeah. I've said before about the you know the solo with um, uh, sounding like uh, Graham Coxon. Um, I like the sort of uh, the interjecting, like the little play with the backing vocals bouncing backwards and forwards mm-hmm. as well. You know, it's oh. that whole sort of. Thing. It, it just sounds. It just sounds really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the, there's. I think the the part originally the thing that sort of um why well, I was struggling a bit with the album like I said it you know it can be quite samey in parts but I think it's got like four or five singles big standout tracks which could be quite anthemic you know if you hear them at a festival mm-hmm. they've got the big tracks going on there um but there's so much more to this album but I think initially those big songs hit you and you think, well, what else is there that's going on there? And, and yeah. you know, I think it's when you sort of get to know the album a little bit more and, and listen to it um, that, you know, all the other songs sort of sink in there as well. But, yeah, Camel Crew, which I think was a single, um, good a place to start as anywhere, I'd say. It's, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's very good. Awesome. That was good. I enjoyed both of those. Strong week. Would Strong definitely week. recommend you checking out Deep Down Happy by Sports Team, which was my choice. And The Archer by Alexandra Saviour, which was mine. Next week, we have... Chris, what's your choice? My choice next week is Muzz, and that's by the band Muzz. And my choice next week is The Menace of Mechanical Music by Team Picture. Looking forward to it. So, keep your eyes out on Friday for us popping in your uh, podcast inbox. Thank you for being along with us on our Adventures in New Music, and we can't wait to have you back next week. And uh, don't forget to find us on Instagram, Adventures in New Music, and if you want to contact us about anything at all with uh, you know recommendations and whatnot, please do at adventuresinnewmusic at gmail.com. Great stuff. We'll see you next Friday. Lovely. Rave safe, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye.